EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Right now, to honor football, MyBookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. AG. The Sports Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon, but why not shop at Amazon and support us here at the Sports Gambling Podcast for bringing you these shows for free. All you have to do to support us is log on to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Amazon, bookmark that link and use it every time you shop at Amazon to support the podcast today. Let it ride. <laughs> Hey guys, you are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and check out my website, LockBetting.com, where we've had a very decent week on the Champions League, a really, really good night on the Europa League, and an unbelievable week in tennis where we have swept the board. We are actually currently on a 8-0 tennis run, so looking to keep that one going today. Head over to lockbetting.com for more. Here on the EPL show, we split the locks last week, pretty much split the picks. It wasn't our greatest week that we ever had, to be honest with you. It's still difficult with the Premier League coming off an international break, whereas I feel that uh, generally we have a better feel for it, but there still seems to be those interruptions of uh, international football. There's going to be another one in November. Um, Champions League, Europa League. I don't think the Champions League affects teams that much because they are catered for with Saturday games and early kickoffs and whatnot. But it's the Europa League teams that really suffer. And it'd be interesting to see how Manchester United, Wolves and Arsenal fare again this weekend coming off the back of Europa trips, especially those that played away. Manchester United coming back from Belgrade and um, Wolves coming back from Bratislava, Dracula land. So um, we'll see how they go because uh, these are brutal trips. And uh, even though you get to play on um, Sunday, it's still not really too much time to recover. And especially Wolves, who played um, a full strength, more or less a full strength team here. When I look for their team, they've got the likes of Doherty, Matinho, Cody, Bolly, Raul Patricio, Catrone, Raul Jimenez, all played for Wolves in a 2 1 win at Bratislava on Thursday and now they're coming back to playing in the Premier League and they're going way, ways up north against Newcastle. So, interesting stuff to look at there. One of the things that I have done this weekend, it's a, it's a betting strategy that I like to use where... Um, I like to refer to it as jumping off the train. And that's where you don't necessarily ride trends all the way to the death because I think that's an American kind of thing to do where it's you look at trends. Um, it's been happening here in the in the MLB, in the World Series, where the unders are sp- is supposed to be to play, looking at the way that the two teams have pitched throughout the season. And, and the unders haven't cashed at all in the first two games. So 
the chalky trend play doesn't always work for you. And sometimes it's good to know when to get off the train because that's where the money could be made. And there's a couple of those here where certain things have been happening over the past few weeks that isn't really the norm. And um, as opposed to continuing to play on with the trend, uh, I think it's a good time to jump off. It's kind of like when you play... um, on those, I don't know if you have these arcade games over in the States where it's kind of, um, you get onto the board and then it's on the fruit machines and you get onto the board and you play higher or lower with the cards. And, um, you know, you, you, you would need to, you need to know when to take your money, when to stop going. So whether you want to go higher or lower than a two, you go higher and you go higher or lower than a seven. And let's say, for example, you go higher and win again, and then you get a, a jack. And then when you want to go higher or lower than the jack, you, you probably go lower. And let's say you win again and then you get a, a four. And obviously you're going to go um, higher than a four, I would say. And then it comes in with a two and you lose. So I remember this, um, this, this this fruit machine example that I'm using for you because it, it kind of gives you an opportunity to get out or, or play one more version of higher and lower. And that's kind of the, the strategy that I will take into this week because um, some weird stuff has been happening. And um, I think this could be a weekend to kind of get off of that stuff. Uh, we start with Southampton versus Leicester. And that's this is on Friday. It's on Friday, this game, Friday night game, uh, and a good one as well. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing Leicester because they're doing really well in the league. They're five to four to win this game. It's 21 to 10 to draw, and it's 12 to five. Um, sorry. It's five to four on Leicester. It's 21 to 10 on Southampton, and it's 12 to five on the draw. I'm going to ride with Leicester here. Um, this isn't one of those ones where I am going to get off. Um, I think this could be a winnable game for them only based on the fact that um, Southampton aren't one of those um, defensive bottom half teams. And I don't think Southampton will look at Leicester as a um, as a Liverpool or a Manchester City or a, even a Manchester United and proceed with any kind of caution here. I think we're going to see ourselves a little football match here. A football match will break out. Um, I think both teams to score represents some value here because I can see both teams finding the back of the net. Despite the fact that Leicester had a good start to the season, they are conceding goals. They do have a distinct lack of clean sheets, as you'll, as you'll probably notice. If you have Leicester City defenders in your team, they aren't really that high up because they're not picking up the clean sheets that they should therefore both teams to score here at four to five should cash um but i still think leicester will be able to get out with a win here in an end-to-end game i think they have the better quality to convert more chances saturday morning game sees man city versus uh, aston villa where we are getting absolutely zero value here whatsoever um city are the one to 12 favorites it's 10 to 11 to draw and it's 20 to 1 on villa uh, City to cover minus one handicaps is minus 400, one to four. And City and over 2.5 goals in the game is at two to seven. So nothing pickable there in terms of taking the obvious. But what I will do is I will take Man City to win this game and both teams to score, which is available at 13 to eight. The reason I'm going with this one um, is because Pep Guardiola's men have conceded in five of their Premier League games this season. They are still missing a load of defenders and Villa themselves are proving to be quite a free-scoring game. In their nine Premier League games this season, they've already put in 15 goals. And when you consider this Man City 
defense isn't watertight, um, that really could cash. In addition to that, I also like Aston Villa plus four goals in this game, which is available at eight to 15, plus four, at eight to 15. That means if they lose this game by three goals, you win this bet. Um, and obviously if they lose by four goals, you lose. This is not one of the markets where um, it pushes because it's um, Aston Villa plus 3.5 on an Asian handicap if you want to do it on Asians. But I don't think Villa loses game by four goals. But just by the fact uh, if they score, uh, then a 4-1 defeat wins this bet for you. So then they would need to lose this by 5-1. I think they do score. Uh, I think Aston Villa... Uh, you know, stay in this game at certain times, but in the end, City's dominance wins through. We're looking at a 3 1, possibly a 4 1 max, but I, I don't think enough for them to cover a, a four goal handicap here. And the plus four or the plus, plus uh, 3.5 Asian handicap does appeal here, as does the City and both teams to score as a, as a value bet on this one. Up next, we look at Brighton versus Everton, where Brighton are two to one underdogs to win this game. It's nine to four to draw, and it's six to four on the Evertonians. Uh, Evertonian picked up Evertonians. Everton picked up a win last week against West Ham at home. Um, you'd expect them to go on some kind of run here. Um, I mean, this isn't in terms. This isn't really going along with the trend because one win isn't a trend. I think if they were to. Um, if they were to win this game, uh, then I'd be a little bit skeptical about taking Everson at three on three, you know, with three on the bounce, because I just don't think that they're good enough to, to to do that. Well, they are good enough in terms of quality, but I don't think they have the the manager to do that. It's a difficult game going to Brighton, as Tottenham found out earlier on in the season. I think the safest thing here to do in this game would be to take uh, both teams to score once again, because I do think that. Um, that Brighton will be able to find a score sheet here. They managed to find a score sheet last week in a defeat against um, against Aston Villa away and obviously scoring three goals at home the week before against Tottenham. I don't see clean sheets in this Everton team unless they absolutely dominate like they did last week. I think a lot of that was down to West Ham just not showing up down at Merseyside. So it's difficult to know what to take from that. I think giving this uh, a one-two order in terms of what I like, uh, I would go with um, Everton to win first and foremost because I, I do think they're capable of doing so and maybe and maybe um, going on a little run that takes them into the top half but no more than that. And um, both teams to score, I think, secondary here. Up next is Watford versus Bournemouth. And here we go. This is one of the ones I was talking about earlier where we get to buck a trend. Watford are available at 23 to 20. It's 13 to 5 the draw. And it's 11 to 5 on Bournemouth. All of a sudden, Bournemouth games have become very boring. Our dog record... Um, ended last week after after going on a um, eight-week run with our underdogs. It was ended by Bournemouth and Norwich not producing over 3.5 goals. In fact, it didn't even produce over 2.5 goals. In fact, it didn't produce a single goal. Norwich and Bournemouth, two of the most free-scoring teams in the league, plus two of the most poorest defensive teams in the league. In fact, the last two games featuring Bournemouth in the Premier League have only produced one goal combined. That means Bournemouth have been playing football for three hours. They haven't found the net themselves, and their games have entirely only found one goal, and that was scored by Arsenal, and it was scored by David Luiz. I would never have expected Bournemouth 
to have a um, a dull one nil game against Arsenal and especially not against Norwich. I think if you're looking at a combination of teams that would produce goals, you look at Arsenal, Norwich, and Bournemouth, and any combination of those three, you're looking at at least three, maybe four goals in the match, maybe even more. But Bournemouth's outings have not produced that. And here they come up against a Watford team who've been leaking goals as well. And this is where I'm not going to stay on trend. Uh, I don't think this is going to be um, another game that only produces zero or one goals. I don't think it will produce two goals either. I think I think it will produce three, four, or even more here. I think we're certainly going over the total here. I think we're going over the both teams to score here as well. Um, I think we're going to see some action. I think we're going to see the, the normal Bournemouth come up here and fancy their chances and go for the juggler here against Watford. But I do think we'll see a Watford that will show a lot more resistance. The key bet here is both teams to score and over 2.5 goals. And that is available at even money here in this game. Not sure who's going to win it. Don't really want to pick a winner. Will it be the team who had the better quality uh, against the, the team in a lower league position? Or will Watford really put up a gutsy balls to the wall performance here and finally get their first win of the season? Because I, I still, for some reason, just just don't feel like this Watford team will go down. Um They've just shown too much over the years. But, I mean, he's becoming a concern here without having a win thus far in the Premier League. And we're getting into nearly the 10-game mark here. So it is massively concerning that they've not been able to pick up anything yet. West Ham versus Sheffield United is next, where West Ham are the 11 to 10 favourites. It's 5 to 2 to join. It's 12 to 5 on Sheffield United. Um, I would have taken West Ham here, um, except for... One of the things I often talk about is not following along with uh, trends and, and things and going along with the eye test. But I also talk about being here in England uh, in compared to um, sort of your American kind of uh, football, so-called soccer experts, um, and um, being able to keep my ears to the ground. Well, what I found here was a very sort of obscure press conference that... Um, Pellegrini did talking about Sheffield United and the impression that I got and you could probably dig this up on YouTube is that he hasn't really looked at Sheffield United play the way he described Sheffield United's style of play in terms of being a um, a typical English team that tackle hard and work hard and, and throw balls into the box that's not what Sheffield United are. They didn't come up doing that last season. And, and granted, I'll, I'll take this one on the chin. I said that this team would struggle this season. I said that this team would go down. And I said this team weren't good enough to play football in this league. And they would need to change their brand of football and, um, and sort of take the old school Bolton and Wimbledon approach with banging balls into the box. They've not done that. They've been able to play their football, stick to what they did last season and succeed here in the Premier League this season more so than Norwich who we considered to be if anybody was going to be the football team that came up it would be Norwich but in the end it's been Sheffield United but somehow Pellegrini's not seen this and he's given a very um, generic overview of Sheffield United as this um, long ball kind of English team who work hard and are very physical has completely disrespected them and it makes me think that he's not done his job properly and it seems like maybe he's just 
and coasting along here as the West Ham manager with no real targets in mind. He's not expected to get into the top four. Um, he's never going to be in a relegation dogfight with these players. So I don't know what the what the goals are of West Ham, but I'm pretty sure that their expectation is that their manager actually bothers to do some homework in the week and um, prepare his players properly for this game. And I'm surprised because this is the type of manager coming from Spain, former Malaga manager, did really well there. Normally seems tactically astute, has won the Premier League with Man City. You'd expect him to to do his job efficiently, but I don't know. This just this kind of stinks of collecting your paycheck in the latter years of management and um, kind of just having yourself a, a cushy job with um, where you kind of your targets are kind of to just about finishing the top half, uh, and that's really it. And that's maybe that's the problem here at West Ham. But I'm going to take Sheffield United on the double chance here at four to six to go here and avoid a defeat against um, against the team who are quite inconsistent at times, and a manager who probably hasn't bothered to do any research on them. Up next, we're looking at Burnley versus Chelsea, where again, what I said at the start comes into play. Chelsea haven't conceded a goal in three hours of football. They have also only produced two goals in their last two games and they both ended up being 1-0 to Chelsea. Are Chelsea all of a sudden a massively capable defensive team who have sorted out their defensive problems and are able to grind out results? No, because on paper, you've got Hudson-Odoi, Mount, um, Abraham, uh, Ross Barkley comes into the team from time to time um, attacking fullbacks with uh, Aspilicueta and Alonso I-, I think this is still an attack minded team and although they've shown some grind this week in order to get their results I think they'll come here at Sheffield United uh, at Burnley looking for uh, looking to just to be the better football team that, that win this game based solely on their on their talents and also they have the pressure of going for their sixth win in a row Burnley themselves are a difficult place to go um they're a lot more different to the Burnley that we saw over the years, a defensive-minded team. They don't mind getting forward. They've got two very difficult attackers to play against uh, who get who like to get the ball forward. And they do actually play that more direct style, I guess, that Pellegrini w- w- was talking about earlier on. But in Ashley Barnes and, and Chris Wood, they do like to get the ball forward. Yes, they, they've got a lot of players here that can play football in, in midfield, and they have got more talent than they get given credit for but in the end these strikers do cause a lot of problems they cause problems for a lot of teams this this season um I, i was surprised that they weren't able to find a net against liverpool but um against teams like arsenal they gave them a lot of problems away from home and at home they've given teams big problems that's why they currently sit in the league position that they do. These Burnley teams are, Burnley teams, sorry, is, are no mugs. And um, looking at the overall form coming into it, they have picked up uh, two wins in their last five, only losing once as well. So despite the fact that um, the head-to-head here does a favour Chelsea, um, who have won two of the last three meetings, but last time they did play, they didn't end up getting a, a 2-2 draw at Chelsea there always seems to be goals in this game Uh, the last four games if we look at four games as a sample size have ended up producing 16 goals so they are averaging four goals a game here in these contests between these two sides therefore I am going to go with the both teams to score here once again and in this game that cashes in at four to six I do think that Chelsea finally do concede a goal for the first time 
in in two matches but um i do think they're more than capable of scoring given all of the talent they have on the pitch up next we have newcastle versus wolves where wolves are the six to four favorites here newcastle 11 to 10 and it's 21 to 10 to draw well this is easy i'm going to take newcastle here on a double chance um almost considering this as a lock i do understand completely that last time they played a Europa League game away from home they came back to England and they beat Manchester City away from home but for me um, I don't think that was a particularly physically taxing game it did involve a lot of sitting back and not having any of the ball and basically going there with a tactic to um, contain Manchester City which isn't very Wolves like but I think for one day when you looked at the teams on paper I think it was a smart move to kind of look at that and think if we go here off the back of this road trip and play a football match against Man City we're going to get absolutely rinsed and they didn't allow themselves to get absolutely rinsed they they sat back and uh, soaked everything up and then Tyore hit them twice on the break and they ended up with a the biggest underdog win of the season in my opinion here they're not the underdogs they're the favourites against the Newcastle team who are good at home they've beaten Manchester United at home uh, they have a good home field like a good good support um this is a Sunday televised game here at two o'clock in the afternoon. And I think Newcastle are going to be up for it. And um, they don't have the grace here of uh, playing at home after playing um, away in Europe. And they're putting straight into play at two o'clock in the early afternoon kickoff here on Sunday. No favoritism to Wolves at all here in terms of the schedule. It's brutal. And just because they did it once doesn't mean they're going to do it again. I fancy Newcastle here as an underdog. And I certainly would take Newcastle here on the double chance. Up next, we look at Arsenal versus Crystal Palace, where Arsenal are the one to two favourites to win this game. Um, 18 to 5 to draw and 5 to 1 on Palace. That is short on Arsenal. Bearing in mind, this is their third game in six days and they're coming off a Europa League game. The only difference between them and Wolves is, though, that they is that the Arsenal played at home this week and um, Wolves obviously played away. Arsenal also got to rest a lot more players here. Although... I would say a lot of the Arsenal players that did play in um, on Thursday should be playing in the team. I think it is time to bring in Tierney. I think it is time to bring in Bellerin. Um, I do like Lucas Torreira. I don't know why he doesn't get more first-team games. I think Lacazette will play in this game. And, of course, Pepe, who scored two goals for them, um, is probably going to get the start as well. So... I think Arsenal won't suffer as much as Wolves. Uh, I'm just a little bit concerned about them defensively. Uh, they conceded a terrible goal against Sheffield United in midweek. Therefore, I do think both teams will score again in this game, which is available at four to six. But in the end, the fact that they've got to rest a lot more players and they stay at home and the fact that they do usually beat teams outside of the top six at home over the years they've got a proven record of doing that, be it under Emery or Wenger. I am leaning Arsenal in this game. The game of the week is next. It's actually one of three uh, 4.30 kickoffs here. Loads of games happening at 4.30. The Arsenal Palace game we just mentioned and uh, this one and Norwich and Manchester United still to come as well with uh, United obviously being in the Europa League. But this game sees... Liverpool as the best price, eight to thirteen favourites. Uh, that's more readily available, four to seven. Um, it was actually one to two a few days ago, and obviously this has moved on the basis that Tottenham got that win against Red Star Belgrade um, in midweek. Tottenham are five to one here, and it's three to one on the draw. Tottenham 
never do well against Liverpool. They um, they lost three times to them last season, home and away, and they lost the Champions League final relatively comfortably. Um, Jurgen Klopp's men, six points clear at the top. They're unbeaten in the league since the, the first game of 2019. They um, have won 17 of their last 18 matches. And by the way, that loss was against Man City. They've won 17 of the last 18 matches. And their record at Anfield is just amazing. They've um, got 11 top flight wins on the bounce uh, and, um, and an unbeaten record at home that stretches back to April 2017. They haven't lost at home in two Premier League seasons and this one is the third. Um They've won just one of their last 13 meetings against Liverpool uh, and they've lost five of their last eight meetings here at Anfield. So Tottenham don't do well against Liverpool. They don't do well at Anfield and they're coming off a horrendous run which included 3-0 losses to Brighton, uh, 7-2 to Bayern Munich, failing to win at home to Watford last week. I'm not going to put too much emphasis on that um, uh, Belgrade game, Red Star Belgrade game, even though it was emphatic. But I believe at 2-3-0 down, uh, Red Star probably gave up on that game and um, they just didn't show up in that spot. And I don't think there's enough weight to automatically assume the Spurs, off the back of that, have fixed their problems. They haven't. They 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 were terrible last week against Watford. They they cost us a lot last week. Um, luckily we had Leicester as well. Luckily we had two locks last week. So it just keeps us um, keeps us on the plus side of things. But um, but yeah, I'm not taking Tottenham here at all. Um, not in, not not interested in um, in anything that they've done. This is a prime prime spot to Liverpool. This is the best bet of the week. Not because it's the game of the week, but not because it's the um, the most watched game of the week either obviously it's the most it's going to be the most bet on game of the week because it's on the super sunday but it just makes logical sense to take it here there's no there's nothing here to support tottenham to get anything from this game not even a draw so i'm going to go along with liverpool here to win this game especially off the back of dropping their first points of the season last week against manchester united i don't think the gap is going to get closed on back-to-back weeks and um this should have stayed at one to two in fact this should have gone upwards towards maybe four to nine four to eleven and um Jump on this now. Jump on this now because this will be the lock this week. Liverpool to beat Tottenham here at Anfield. The final game is Norwich versus Manchester United and um, Manchester United are available here at... Sorry, I've lost the... The screen's completely frozen at me. Here we go, we're back. Manchester United are available here at 10 to 11. It's 3 to 1 the draw and it's 29 to 10 on the uh, the Norwich victory. The draw and uh, Norwich are pretty much three to one, generally the same price at, at most places anyway. So, May United being favourites away from home after only picking up their first away win since March. Well, the last time they won away from home was against PSG and um, then they got their next away win today against Red Star, uh, sorry, against Partizan Belgrade. And uh, it was, again, another very boring Manchester United game uh, where there was not much action at both ends. Man United actually won the game with one shot on target, which was their goal. Um, Despite all of that, Norwich are the team coming into this in worse form. Um, since the win against Manchester City, they've basically been whipping boys until they steadied the ship last week with 
and that nil-nil draw that they managed to get at Bournemouth, I think was as a surprise result of, of one of the surprise results of the weekend. Um, they had that 3-2 win against City, as I said, since then they lost 2-0, 2-0 and 5-1 at home to Villa. And uh, Manchester United themselves aren't in great form. They've um, only won one of their last five matches, but they're not losing too many games. Um, they're having a lot of draws. I think they'll be optimistic that they'll improve off the back of that draw against Liverpool last week. It should have been a win. They really should have held on there for the last five minutes, but um, they were unable to do so. I personally wouldn't have parked the bus when they were 1-0 up there. Man United have had a habit of doing that since Louis van Gaal, where they've just go a goal ahead and they seem to sit on it but they don't have the, the defensive players to do it. I think in the years that they did finish second and fourth and got through to Champions League positions obviously David De Gea was playing absolutely out of his skin which is the difference to nowadays where he isn't uh, I think Man United do win this game although Percy probably wouldn't bet on it I think Norwich are just in too much uh, too poor a form uh, I think they'll come at Manchester United and Manchester United will be able to exploit the gaps with a better quality they are getting players back now I'm not sure on the status of Paul Pogba but Anthony Martial played in midweek and he'll be back for this one and he'll be leading the line which will take some pressure off Marcus Rashford who prefers to come out wide anyway I think defensively they look pretty solid uh, apart from that moment where they conceded last week they did manage to keep the likes of um, Mane and Firmino pretty quiet for the most part last weekend and of course the clean sheet in Belgrade this this midweek as well so I expect Man United to win this game although as I said probably not my favourite play of the week Closing out with a lock dog parlay. The dog run has ended, unfortunately, last week with Bournemouth and um, Norwich not going over the total. But the underdog this week is going to be in the Manchester City game. I'm going to take Manchester City and both teams to score. Obviously, the underdog play here is on Villa finding the net at all at Manchester City. But I think this defence is pretty overrated. Of course, as a fantasy player, I have Manchester City defenders and would like them to keep the clean sheet this week, uh, especially with Otamendi coming back hopefully this weekend. But um, as I said, five times out of nine, they have conceded this season. They only have four clean sheets and for four clean, and for clean sheets to be odds on here in this game doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to take Manchester City and both teams to score. I've already done the lock. You know it's going to be Liverpool. Lots and lots of data to support this. Plus, of course, the eye test of, of seeing Tottenham over the last four to five weeks. They look really bad. Yeah, they beat Red Star Belgrade, but would Red Star Belgrade be able to survive in the Premier League? I don't think so. I don't think they would win many games away from home. I think they're probably a uh, a very, very low-level relegation team and Liverpool are they're one of the top two teams in the league. Uh, Tottenham don't like going to Anfield. They don't like playing Liverpool in general. Everything here supports the lock. The parlay this week is just a two-team selection or a two-leg selection, rather. It's both teams to score in the Burnley-Chelsea match and Arsenal to win on Sunday. I know I don't like taking teams off the Europa League, but Arsenal stayed at home, so they're on back-to-back -back home games. They do beat inferior teams at home, and a lot of players that got to take a rest will be brought back for this game, although some of them will play back-to-back -back games. I think Arsenal will be good enough here to get through against Crystal Palace, although I do prefer, prefer it as an input play, so I do think it will take some time to break them down. I think Arsenal will win this game. So, that concludes your Lock Dog Parlay, and that concludes your EPL show. Don't forget to check out the European show over at LockBetting.com. That's it from me. Good luck with all your bets as always, and thanks for listening.